welcome to Salam Nerds Podcast. Yo, 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 I'm Batman. <laughs> Jazz Oath left the chat. <laughs> so I, Jazz, come back here. I'll give you a nickname. Come on. Come back. Come right. back to the show. Okay, I'm back. Uh, it's your boy, Neves, a.k.a. Watchman Neves, and I'm here with my co-host, Jazz, and I am wearing a Batman costume. Why? Listen, man, I have to give props to Kevin Conroy, who passed away. R.I.P., man. Yo, can we do a special episode for him and all of the things he's done? I, I would be down to do that, man. That would be really cool. I yeah, my really... buddy Rocky actually suggested. He was on the show with WB. Yeah. Oh, And uh, he actually has more tea to give us. So if you want to do a WB gossip and or Kevin, uh, you know, honorific podcast episode we can do that let's do it man let's do it we'll have to do a lot of research to make sure it's good but i have an amazing story i met him at comic-con nyc and i have an amazing i have an amazing story about it he's such a nice guy so kind and he was he he was really really nice to me i'll just leave it at that yeah you know what let's do an episode on that and uh let's try to do it for like sunday or whatever and then okay let's do it let's do it all right right. but uh all right let me take off this costume real quick (laughs) okay (laughs) I got to get the hat. No, 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 no. Leave the hair for the first time. Let's see it. No, no, we're good. We're good. All right. Now I'm back to back to. <laughs> but um, I do want to uh, introduce our special guest, Maria. You might have remembered her, Maria. I don't know. <laughs> you got, you got it. <laughs> I fucking colonized your name. Damn it! I knew. I, I made it such a point not to do that last episode, and then I did it this episode. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I grew up in Newark with, like, Puerto Ricans everywhere, man. It's, it's hard for me to turn that off. <laughs> no, it's okay. It's spelled like Maria, so it's it's no worries. Welcome back to our show. I, we found out on the last show that you were a Star Wars fan, so we were like, we got to bring you back. So welcome back. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I, I really love Star Wars, so I'm so excited to be here. Awesome, awesome. But before we start, Jazz, you know what happens when I have a box behind me? You have to do an unboxing. I got to do an unboxing. So I who got sponsored some... you this time. I don't know, but look who it is. It's got like little worms on here. Is it gummy worms? <laughs> they are gummy worms. Whoa. Okay. It's a uh, trolley, but it's magic. The gathering. Trolley. Oh my God. And the, the movies, I believe is going to be released on my birthday. Yeah. And look at all of these shapes in the back. This is so wild. Yeah, this is going to be a cool movie. Like, I'm very excited about it. This looks really cool. And, like, there's a little bit of a promo here. So, apparently, they're celebrating the 30th anniversary of Magic the uh, Gathering. And Mm -hmm. Trolley and Wizard of Coast have created an exclusive gummy deck in a bag. So, that's what all the shapes are for. That's so cool. Yeah, Wizards of the Coast is the company that made the trading card game for Magic the Gathering. Oh, so cool. They're the ones who made the physical cards. 
So they're sour gummies, uh, and they feature nine troll-inspired play sets of iconic cards and 24 lands of all sugar to perfection. <laughs> so, yeah, this is cool. Hashtag MTGX Trolley and hashtag Magic 30. Um, this is a collectible. I, can I eat this? I don't even know. It's a collectible. Mm, go for I it. We'll see. No, we'll no, see. don't do it. Don't do it. Save it. Save it. Save it? All because right, here's I'll... the thing. Here's the thing. Okay, look. Let me tell you. Magic the Gathering has one card called the Black Lotus, right? Mm. And if you actually ended up getting this card, uh, one guy recently opened a pack from like way back in the day. He, he actually ended up pulling it out. That card was worth over a hundred thousand dollars a few years ago. Wow! So people really care about this. So if you got something collectible, one of a kind, you may want to hold on to that. You know what? I'm going to hold on to this. I'm not going to eat this. Also, it probably had gelatin in it, so I probably can't oh. eat this. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That's it. <laughs> so, so, so God is uh, g- making me not eat this and collect it, and then it'll definitely be worth a lot of money. Shout out to Yeah, God. right? God is rewarding <laughs> you for being patient. <laughs> yes. Well, thank you for sending us this magic trolley and uh, everyone else. That's awesome, and I can't wait to... Uh, you know, not eat it and collect a lot of money when it gets worth a lot of money one day. <laughs> yeah. All right, all right. Well, let, let's 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 talk about Andor, guys. Um, last episode was amazing. We had the prison break. Um, I feel like whenever we have like a crazy episode where a lot of things happen, they slow it down for us a little bit, and they're kind of just like, "All right, you got that. You got the Aldani heist." Now let's calm down a little bit and let's get back into the story. And now we just had a prison break and they're like, all right, let's calm down a little bit, get back to a new story. And I feel like that's what they're doing here. Uh, what about you? What are your thoughts, Jazz? Well, here's the thing. There's one more episode left, right? Yeah. This episode dragged on for me a bit. I thought it was, I felt the tension, right? But it right. wasn't like relieved by the end of the episode. Mm. And I kept feeling the tension with the whole episode. And then, you know, we'll get into what happened. And then I feel like I wanted more. And I think that made the episode great in its own right. It's not like the best episode. It's not like one of the climax episodes, but it's still really, really good. Yeah, it's it's definitely not my favorite, but I think it has a point. And I I trust in the show because they have not Mm -hmm. let us down so far. Oh, yo, yo, episode 12. Allegedly, it's going to be one of the best ones ever. Ooh, Mario, what do you think? What do you think of this episode? Yeah, of course it was a little slow, but I trust in it, like you said, and I do think that it's going to get really epic on the last one. If anything, all that weight was worth it for the episode, like it was worth it for the episode, like episode 10 was amazing. So I'm just waiting for that moment again. I do think they kind of tried to recreate it with that little speech that... I, I don't know if it's Luthen's wife or the Luthen's um, worker. Secretary, yeah. Secretary, yeah. Uh, his employee did try to do like her little bit, but um, I think it was a callback to that speech. But mm-hmm. again, the episode just made me like, I just, I just want more. I, I definitely feel that. I, I when it was over, I, I was like, that was too short. Like, there's more. There has to be more. Yeah. Yep. Good point about the. Uh about his assistant because she did go into a speech and she's like listen val asked her what have you done lately she's like it's not about lately i've been doing it always i am constant i am always doing this i was like okay go ahead go ahead mm-hmm. <laughs> speak your truth talk your shit <laughs> i get it <laughs> so I, I i i'm totally glad you brought that up because i totally forgot about that all right um so we see andor and we see uh what's the name meshi 
I, I forget the guy who escaped with him. What's his name? Uh, but they escape and they start seeing the shit. Homie's like, yo, I'm gonna steal this shit. Let's go. <laughs> he did a Leroy Jenkins. Like, he, let's go. And then just like, chill. Uh, and obviously, the idiots, they get caught. Um, mm-hmm. What were your thoughts about that, that whole scene? Uh, Mario, you wanna go first? Yeah, that. Yeah, that was intense, very easily resolved. The aliens ended up being very yeah. friendly. But I'm just glad we got to see some more aliens because this has been a very human centric because this has been a very mm. human centric show and that was kind of cool and like their interaction and everything was nice. The weird nets kind of made me queasy. Uh oh the, yeah. The, <laughs> they were weird. Yeah. They were like the, wet. <laughs> yeah. But a part of me was like is that thing from like did they create it somehow like with their with their alien powers or something it was it was alien <laughs> powers or something it was it was like uh, i didn't like that but <laughs> with everything else that has been happening it did feel a little too convenient like oh we were off this prison now this this prison that was so ominous and we were stuck and we just met some friendly aliens and we got out so i thought that was a little but I guess we have to move the show along. So yeah, and they pretty much just gave up. They're like, "Listen, um, we're gonna let you escape, and we're gonna let you take our ship and and dip." And I was like, "Okay, that was pretty convenient." Um, I don't think they took the ship. I think they went with them. Oh, they went with them. They were like, "I will yeah. give you a ride." Yeah, we'll we'll drop you off somewhere. Like yeah, yeah. It's still convenient. It's still convenient though. Very convenient. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, but they, they, they did give him a lecture a little bit. It was very daisy of them to give you a lecture before <laughs> helping you out. <laughs> it's something our people do. <laughs> appropriate, yeah. I was like, all right, all right, let's see that. Um, all right, and then we go back into the other storyline where we see Bix. Uh, God, I love Bix so much. <laughs> but she, she was, was not looking episode good. episode for a grand total of one minute. <laughs> and my heart was like, what is going on? Dude, she was like malnourished. She Her, her skin was like green. Still hot though. <laughs> I don't know what I'm gonna tell you. I'm still in love. I don't know. Facts. <laughs> but oh man, I I feel for her. I feel for her. Um, what are your thoughts, Jazz? Bro, you already said it. Let's bring Mario into this. We can't have two guys talking about Bix over and over. <laughs> no, I mean, okay, I mean, I, I, sure. I was gonna say like storyline wise, and I, 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 we don't have to talk about our look. I, I just did that as an like, opening. <laughs> yeah. All right, Mario. I just, go ahead. I, yeah, I just I feel the same way about Cassian. He's I I I love the actor that plays Cassian, and so I I get your feelings. Um, <laughs> yeah, she seems broken down. She seems like she has been down. She seems like she has been tortured a lot. I I just feel like whatever she heard, I don't know what she heard and what they made her hear. But a part of me wonders if she's playing it up so she can identify the wrong person. And I, I just feel like she's a very strong character. So maybe she's going to play up this torture and then identify that uh, that Keegan or whoever that's going to do the big, Krieger, um, yeah. Yeah, the, yeah. Uh, the terrorist attack or something and just say, yes, that's the contact. And then the ISB will get that ship, which seems like that's the way the show's going and feel that oh now we destroyed Cassian's contact we we caught the link and Deidre is going to feel so powerful in that moment so that's that's just my theory that Bix is maybe playing it up 
Mm, that'll be really cool uh, if, if that actually happens. That'll be cool. Okay, so I will give you my actual thoughts on this scene. All right. Um, when you see her crying in that chair, mm-hmm. right? That is like the best way to imply this is the person, but I can't say it right now. And she's making it seem like she's so drained from the torture that she can't talk. Yeah. But her tears tell the story. But as we know, the tears aren't real here. Mm. I mean, the tears could be real from like, her physical pain, but the tears are not real that this is the person she's giving away. Right, right. Okay. She's playing this uh, perfectly. Well, what about Mav? R.I.P. R.I.P. Mm. Marva, yeah. Rip. Yep, yep. That was that was pretty sad. And like no one took it worse than the droid, man. The droid was feeling it, man. Homie was so sad. Bro, I got like Wally flashbacks when I saw him like shaking and whatnot. Like he was emoting as a robot. I never and seen a depressed droid. I just droid. wanted to cry I, with him. I didn't know droids could get depressed, man. He needs someone to talk to. Mario, what are your thoughts? Yeah. Yeah, the droids and the bonds that they have with um their owners. 3PO can be really annoying at times, but I think he makes Star Wars what it is. So that's why the the droids I, in the beginning, like when I started watching Star Wars, I wasn't a fan of them. But now I'm I've I've grown so attached. So seeing him so sad, like you've never got to really see what happens when the owner dies to a droid until now. Yeah, with, you're right. With R2D2, they just deleted his memory and everything, and same with 3PO. So that was just so interesting to see his his remorse for what happened and i don't know it 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 did it hit me in the feels i'm like why am i feeling so emotional over this robot i I know yeah (laughs) the robot was like can you stay with me at night like i was like oh my god this is so sad yeah he's about to lose his home my guy oh my god poor little like, droid, he's man. A robot. he can't obviously stay there forever like they're gonna move him somewhere i hope he lives on man i hope he stays I, like that was so sad and I, I i don't know why i got so sad over that it's so wild to me yo this is what we call pack bonding all right and he yeah. do this all the time do any of you have like a roomba or something uh yes i have a roomba have you ever felt sad when the roomba flips over and like just can't do this little job no jazz. There are people dying in the world. Why? <laughs> okay, okay, okay. I, not. I, I know that sounds crazy, but you can go on like Twitter and whatnot, and there'll be people talking about this, about how they feel so sad when the Roomba stops working or like lightning goes off and the Roomba starts moving around, freaking out. And people are like, no, my little child, come here. And they'll like physically hold the vacuum cleaner. Oh my god, really? Yeah, but, they feel bad for it. Like, this is a thing. I That's what we're feeling for the I robot do, here. I do believe it's a thing, because they said it on Community with pencil. They're like, I can name this pencil Jeff, and then break it in half. And then you'll be like, oh no, Jeff! <laughs> so sad. <laughs> so I do believe that exists. I do believe, like, yep. we as humans have the ability to connect with anything. And that anything. is our superpower. Which is oh really yeah, yeah. Cool. there was a story on Twitter about some girl. She had, like, this moldy kiwi in a grocery store. And obviously they put it back, and then later on she was crying, and then her husband was like, "Do you want me to go back and get the kiwi?" And she was like, "Yes," and so he did. <laughs> it's funny. the dumbest shit, but like we will pack bond with anything. 
That's so funny. Maria, what about you? What do you what have you been pack bonding with? <laughs> I pack bond with my work laptops because um they get bad every year or so. I I've this is my third laptop. It's getting replaced tomorrow. So I'm I, I'm feeling a little sad about it. It's battery, it's <laughs> it's expanded. It's it's like, you know, like it it needs to go, but it still hurts. I'm like, you've you've been with me through these uh, these tough parts of my yes. life. I went through so much stress with you and now you've you've put up with it. Your um Excel only crashed like this many times for me. I'm so, <laughs> I'm so like you've been my best uh laptop yet, but now you must go. So um I definitely pack bond with every single work laptop. Like I can I can have a memory of the things that every laptop has done. Like one was so cute that it deleted all of Excel, like the entire software somehow. So <laughs> I'm, I, I still you. remember him for that. So <laughs> you called it him. <laughs> yes. You totally bought it. That's so funny. <laughs> I do with my cars. Yeah, people do that a lot with cars, right? Because mm-hmm. like you've been through a lot, and there's been a lot of people in your cars, and you're like, oh, that road trip, and we were in college, and the time you know we almost died. <laughs> like, a lot of those the many, many times we almost died. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! All right, all right. Let's uh, let's go, let's go back to the, the funeral. Um, I thought the idea of the funerals for the people of Barracks was very interesting. Like they turned them to stone. That is yeah, pretty they wild. Yeah, them. Turn them into powder, mix them into mortar, and turn them into a brick. That is wild. That's such a cool concept, though. Like, you weren't, like, even after you pass, you were still building the foundation for the future. That's wild. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Like, I actually love the idea. And, like, it's a cool way because, like, you're not, I, I know I may get some heat for this because everyone has, you know, certain rituals for dying, right? But I truly believe that, like, burying people. And taking up cemetery space is the biggest waste of space ever. It's also expensive. It's fuck. <laughs> it's right. So expensive. Like I, 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 it's just not good for the earth. And I believe one day we're gonna have to reconcile that. So something so like even, this it's is so a wild. Idea. It's so wild that even dying is expensive. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's it is yeah. wild. I, I, I do understand that. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, but yeah. Straight up, cemeteries are just bad for the planet. But they're also setting them up. They're like, you know, they are asking for a permit because she's like an old citizen. And usually they don't get permits. Mm-hmm. Again, another example of them being a fascist, like, you know, uh, empire. Uh, but it's like, you know what? Yeah, let's give them. Let's give them the funeral so we can draw out Andy and Cassor, right? Uh, so Cassie and Andor. Um, and then all this shit starts going down. You see, like, Cyril getting called. Motherfucker mm-hmm. is back. He's like, what? What? I'm gonna, I'm gonna, is Cassie gonna be there? Is Cassie gonna be there? Like, <laughs> like a little schoolgirl? Like, oh man, I don't, I mean, I'll go to the movies, but is someone gonna be there? Like, it was weird. Um, what are your thoughts about their plan, Maria? About the ISB's plan or? Yeah, uh... of like for them to have a funeral and then to lure out all these people. Well, and then of course, um, uh, what's his face's plan with it? Yeah, I, f- I forget his name. He just reminds me of like, an extremist like he's just so into the cause of like or like a very stickler for the rules and like mm-hmm. the perfect fascist you know like yeah. <laughs> he's he's like he's just like such a such a perfect cog in the wheel he wants to do all the right things or right quote unquote that he thinks is right per the the values you learn in school and then when when you actually like enter the real real world things are not as clear cut things are not as um 
things are a lot more morally ambiguous. So that right. that was um, that was funny. But I think the ISB they're playing it really smart, but they're also playing right into the hands of um, Luthen. Like he can kind of predict all of their moves. So uh, even Luthen knows that. Um, because that information was important to Luthen as well. So I, I think everyone's just waiting on Cassian to show up at this funeral. And based yeah. on the emotional reaction Cassian had, I think he's going to. And that's... I think he's going to too. Yeah. I think it's going to be epic, episode 12, so... Man, I don't know if he is. No, he definitely... I mean, they, they gotta have an episode 12. There's no way he's Oh No, not. I know he wants to. Whether he makes it there or not may not be up to him. Ooh, something and happens. I think makes that it. would be the ultimate spark for the powder keg. Like, you imprisoned me. You kept me away from my mother in her dying days. And mm. now you won't let me go to her funeral? Fuck you. Like, I can just imagine that happening next episode. And mm. this kicks off his whole rebellious phase. I, I doubt they're going to go that route, but I can see that being a possibility. But I, yeah. I, I doubt it. I, I think they're going to give us the big episode and going to take place on oh Ferris, for sure no. we know episode be... 12 is gonna be amazing yeah, and yeah, yeah i just feel like how can you hype us up more how, how because, do you like, make it better like... bell is going to be there Cynthia's already there luton's going there there's a lot of people going there so it'd be weird if they all show up there and cassie's not there no but wouldn't that make it even more exciting I don't know. I don't know. It all depends on how they do it. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see. Um, but one of the the most stressful part of this episode was the conversation between uh, Vel and Mon Mothma, where they're talking about like uh, her daughter, and you see her daughter in some kind of like religious class, right? She's like in Quran <laughs> classes or something, <laughs> where she's like learning sutras. I don't know what she's doing, but Homegirl is like. <sighs> She's like, no one's forcing her to do this, but she's like really, really into it, right? And I was like, yo, is her daughter like like uh, fanatical or something like that in terms of like, I don't know. It's it's weird how she's super into it. And she was like, yeah, the husband's open-minded. I'm not forcing her to do it, but she's really into it. Um, I feel like that's going to come back somehow because they've really been setting up her daughter for a few episodes now. And we learned the big thing is that, you know, she is in trouble. She needs cash. She needs way to launder her money, and the only solution is to marry her daughter off. Well, and introduce her daughter. That's true. Introduce her daughter. <laughs> um, what are your thoughts, Maria? <laughs> Let's go with you first. Maybe that's why she's so scared of introducing her daughter to this guy is because her daughter's so traditional or somehow more in the old ways as they mm. they said than she is and she knows how her life went because of her current partner and her current marriage and she doesn't want that for her child she knows the issues and and sometimes when you're younger you have this idealistic view of things and you think oh like this this guy that i i fell in love with at 16 he's going to be the perfect husband and um <laughs> yeah he, he's he's a little uh, he does a little bit of the silent treatment he he does a little bit of that but he'll change he'll love me he loves me so much and so i think when you're 16 and when you're so young you don't realize what you're getting yourself into and then you're in this kind of relationship that um like mon mon is in right now and i right. i think that's what she fears I, I think it gave a whole different layer to her fear that she showed last episode. I don't think she's afraid of um, having to sell her daughter off. I think she's afraid of 
doing it knowing what her daughter's future could be like because of what happened with her. Mm, facts. Uh, I, I couldn't agree more. Jazz, what about you? I can't really add that, on to that. That was a perfect, perfect point. That right? Like, all I can say on that is that maybe Mon would be more open to the deal now that she sees her daughter this way and her daughter would be okay with what's happening. Therefore, it's almost like they have a little bit more consent there. But aside from that, no, Mario just like nailed that. Yeah, I got yeah. nothing else to add to that. <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's talk about the final part, which is uh, the conversation between Luthen and Sal. I thought that was fascinating. I did not expect him to uh, show his cards. Uh, with like, hey, listen, you can't go on this mission. Thought was like, let's do it. I'm ready. Tell him. All of these things got to be done, and then we're ready, and we'll come from the air, and we'll do this, and we'll do that. And he's like, no. And he's like, Sal's smart. He's Sal's smart. He's like, why? And Luthen's like, got to tell him. He's like, he's going to figure it out. Like, he's too smart. And he, he told him. Yeah, and he told him. He actually figured out, like, either you're ISB, or right. you have somebody on the inside. Yup. Yeah. So the thing is, like, Saw is also like paranoid as fuck, right? And like, but it's valid. His paranoia is valid because he was super right. But their conversations are so good. The dialogue between them, I thought, was fantastic. And I really, really um, liked the way that whole thing went down. And he convinced him. He convinced Luthen to be like, let Krieger die. I thought that was wild. Jazz, what were your thoughts? So when you see Saw here, right? Yeah. You understand his character. Like, yeah. he was ready to flip on, you know, two tubes, whatever his name is, right? Because he thought he was a spy for Luthen. Yeah. And then Luthen was like, no, you dumbass. I'm going to put this gun in your face real quick just to explain to you what's actually going on. Yeah. And then Saw is like, oh, you bastard. Damn it. You're right. <laughs> like, you truly could see the gears turning in his head. And it was just masterfully done by that actor. It was wild. And he kept yeah. saying, like, you want to sacrifice 30 men? He goes, and Krieger. <laughs> like, oh, shit. Every time. And Krieger. And Krieger. That's thought, funny you mentioned that, but yeah, he did say it's, that. It's so subtle, but I get that because he's like, listen, every single person matters to me. Every single and person Krieger. I'm sacrificing matters, right? Including Krieger. I don't want to just say it's 30 men. It's 30 men and Krieger. Every <laughs> single person matters, which I thought was wild. Mario, what are your thoughts? Um, I think everything that Luthen does is very, very calculated. He has thought of all the different, like he's he's probably thought of all the different permutations of what to do, what not to do, what what will happen if I do this or that. He seems like a person who has this this grand plan, and um, everyone else is just. A, like a piece on his chessboard. He is manipulating the ISB. He's manipulating everyone around him. He's very, very, very intelligent. And he's, he's, I just think he's very calculating. So mm -hmm. I, I think that conversation, it was all just a manipulation tactic to get uh, Saw on board of his tactics. And you saw it was, it, it finally, it got through in the end. What did Saw say? He's like, I'm going to call this war. And yes. um, that was a Why? very powerful statement. It's, it's um, make, and we know where he came from. Saw came from the Clone Wars. So uh, him kind of like picking up that, um, how do I say that? Like just getting back in that zone. It's, it's trying to show how important all of this is to the people around him. And of course, Luthen is very much into the rebellion. And, yeah. but 
he's just getting everyone on board. He's like the person behind the scenes, moving all the chess pieces. And it just makes you realize, like, when you watch Star Wars, the first, ep- uh, the third, fourth episode, oh my God, it's the first movie that ever came out. It seems like so convenient, like, oh, Death Star and this Luke guy just comes in and changes everything and it's amazing. <laughs> right. But and now you... it just happens of the plans. Yeah, Weird. but it's all <laughs> they're just like a little cherry on top of like everything that had to take place for um all of this to happen and Luthen seems to be the person behind all of this. Yeah. Now a part of me wonders he's so uh, intelligent and calculating all of these things. I wonder when things will go wrong for him and when that will happen and if we'll get to see that in the show or is he the mastermind behind everyone, including I'm guessing you haven't Mon seen Mama. Rogue One yet. Um, I have seen it, but a, a long time ago. So Okay, well, Luthen wasn't in Rogue One, so that should tell you everything. Yeah, I mean, I honestly think he's going to go in the next episode because <laughs> like, he always says, be. like, because he's like, I came up with this plan, this beautiful plan that I will never get to see come to fruition. He always, he already knows he's gonna die. He's like, there's no like shock there. He has given his life to this cause, and he knows that there's a chance that he will never see it come to fruition. Um, and I think that's a hint to let us know that hey, he's probably gonna go. But I, I he's so calculative and he's so like girl boss manipulate like all that stuff right it's like he's doing all these things i don't know how they're going to do it without him in season two but they also came out and said season two is going to be very very different than season one they said don't expect the same show it's going to be very different so i could see i could see luton being going bye 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 (laughs) but is he going to die on his own terms or is he going to die because someone betrayed him or something in his plan didn't go right and then think, he dies, and then people just continue onwards. I think even his death is going to be calculated. Like it's going to be a. He's like, I knew I was going to go in this situation, so I'm I'm here to make it happen. I, because he's too smart for it not to go down that way. What do you think, Jazz? I know for a fact he's going to die either next episode or next season. Well, like, that's uh, all we have. <laughs> all we have, right? We all know that for a fact, right? Yeah. Um. I don't think Luthen's gonna die from betrayal or whatnot. I think it's gonna be on his terms. Yeah, I don't he's think it's gonna be too betrayal. smart. And he's gonna, like something's gonna go wrong, and he'll be like, you know what? I'm gonna take over this thing. I'm gonna do this thing, and I know I'm gonna die, but I'm gonna do it anyways. Here are my final words. I'm gonna go out in a blaze of glory. The only way I could see it being on somebody else's term is that his assistant takes him out because he's getting too sloppy. That's a good theory, actually. Because mm, she is good. legit, dude. She's been like, dude, Ooh, that's good. she's been on his ass about this the entire time. He's getting too sloppy. That's a good point. <laughs> I can see it. Ooh. I can totally see it. I can totally see it. Yeah. All right, man. Well, that that is some good, you know, that's some good theories. Good theories. Uh, we got one more episode. I'm really excited to see it. Uh, Maria, any last things you want to talk about that we didn't get a chance to go over? Yeah, the cool uh, scene with the the way he defeated the big like I don't know what they're called Empire cruisers with his cool technology oh, yes, and the like ship. the 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 uh, I I it looked like the lightsabers that the Inquisitors sometimes have and he just mm-hmm. had that on his ship and he was just like slicing through the 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 flyers and like that was epic like that was so those epic those were lightsabers. 
Yeah, he had lightsabers on his yeah. ship. That blew my mind. That was so cool. He and gave a kyber crystal to Cassian. He has lightsabers. Oh, yeah. okay, well... What Sith Lord did he get them from? Because they were amazing. Like <laughs> that was so baller. Because Neves wanted the end of the episode. Like, nah, we're gonna talk about the scene for a second. I had because on, old man Luth in here. <laughs> I had it on my list, but my handwriting's so bad, I couldn't read out what it was. And it said, I was like, "What is gay? Why she?" And I was like, "Getaway ship." <laughs> I was like, "Oh yeah." They say only smart people have bad handwriting. So then I'm a genius. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god <laughs> me and jazz have the episode where we're doing bachelor and i'm like what two mad gen two mad gen what is that and it's like two magicians i'm like what <laughs> Hello, why, what? Like, it was so bad I, my handwriting is terrible all right but yes that scene was incredible i love that scene it was really really cool in fact like i might do a tiktok about it because it was so cool and the I fact that he like bruce wayne there <laughs> Yeah, that was some Batman shit. Like, he dropped all these things and destroyed the satellite, like, little Batmobile action. And they were, mm-hmm. like, in a in a ship like that? No one suspected that. That was really cool. But it makes me wonder why didn't he just, like, get, I, I guess, like, get on the ship, play, like, a game of, like, oh, I'm just, I'm just, like, a whatever, like, from this um, planet, whatever he was claiming to be. And he didn't have his wig on because, you know, in, in Coruscant, he wears a wig. Yeah. So he could have easily just played to be someone else. And then when he got off the ship, destroy the ship and then, you know, and like leave. I, I, I thought that was a little weird that he gave away his position that he's not um, innocent so fast and like ruined like the whole other ship and then like left. Yeah. That's was, gonna... he, was he carrying anything that might have gotten him caught? Maybe that's why. For sure. Yeah, okay, right? Maybe, because the yeah. moment they come on the ship, right, they're going to inspect everything. They're going to be like, why do you have this module that can change the code of your ship? Why do you have this oh. stash of weapons here? Like, what What yeah. are you? Also, like, when he went to go visit Saw, like, he, Saw said that he usually has weapons and deliveries and stuff like that mm-hmm. with him. So uh, that could have been it. But who knows? Also, we, we know. GPS, like, the ship's tracking where they've been. You don't want that log to get to whoever because then you're giving away everything. Mm, okay, that's that true. Sense. They do log it. Yeah, because mm-hmm. that, that was mentioned in an earlier episode, too. Yeah, you're right. All right. Cool. Jazz, anything else? Anything else we missed? So, yeah, like, that sequence of the ship, like, him powering up the sabers... He needed the time to power it up because it takes a lot of energy to power those kyber crystals, right? Mm. And so he needed the time. That's why, he, if you're wondering why it took so long to do the whole sequence, he was charging up the crystals to get the sabers going. Yeah. Uh, the debris he jettisoned to destroy the tracker beam, I thought that was brilliant. Like, of course, that is the one flaw of a tracker beam. It's attracting everything to you. And if somebody releases a whole bunch of shrapnel, you're going to pull all that right to your face. So that was a brilliant move. That and then crazy. him flying the ship. Like, this is some Harrison Dula flying. Like, yeah, yeah. He, he was a badass flying that ship. I'm like, holy crap. And then as soon as they went to life speed, that, that guy on that ship was like, fuck, I'm going to lose my job. <laughs> yeah, he knew. He executed so perfectly. Like, yo, I'm going to launch the shrapnel. I'm going to destroy your ship. The four uh, uh, TIE fighters you have coming at me, I'm going to shoot down two of them. I'm going to saw the other two in half. And then as soon as I'm done doing that, I'm going to jump. Like, just perfectly executed. Like It was great. Mm-hmm. I have a question. Why did it take so long to power up the crystals? Don't the Jedi just, like, press a button and, like, 
or are they using the force or something? No, no, no. So the crystals there are much smaller and the lightsaber is obviously way shorter. He had oh. to do some space. Like, although it didn't look like it to scale, those were massive lasers coming out. Yeah. Okay, and also, okay. if you watch uh, Star Wars, uh, what's that one? Not Legends, but the Star Wars, uh, the anime the version that came out. Oh, the new one? Yeah. No, no not Tale of the Jedi. The one before that. Vision, visuals. Visions? Visions? Yeah. So Star Wars Visions has a bunch of episodes where they use, like, hybrid crystals to, uh, whatchamacallit, uh, you know, power ships and stuff like do like use cool weapons. Are you and... talking about rebels? Maybe. No, no, not rebels. Actually, uh, visions. They had visions? A... Okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like they're not canon, but it's still they showed like the kyber crystals, powering up like uh, weapons and all this other stuff in the ship. And it does take a while. Like it took them like a while to do that in the cartoon. Also. Yeah. So... Also, it took the time for the computer to calculate the uh, hyper jump there, so the coordinates for it. So they want to make sure you got that right. Otherwise. You may just pop out on the other side of the sun and die. So you want to yeah. make sure you know where you're going with the jump. Yeah, yeah. No, no, that was really, really cool. Um, all right. Well, we do have another episode right after this. So um, unless we have anything else, I think one that's last it. thing. One last what? thing. One last thing. So in this episode, we saw this scene, right? This one right here. Right. Yes. Oh no, my mouse died. All right. Okay. Well, let me see if I can do it with my keyboard here. This right uh, here. It was a callback to Rogue One. There's a lot of callbacks to Rogue One, though. There are yeah. a lot. This was a direct callback to Rogue One. Oh, man. Sad, sad. For those of you that aren't watching on the podcast on Spotify, uh, it's the picture of Andor looking over at the beach at the end of this episode, and then also the episode in Rogue One where at the end they look at the explosion. Yep. And then um, the other callback I want to mention is when Andor... Neves, can you make me stop sharing screen? My mouse isn't working, so I'm going to go get my Remove. USB cable. Yeah, thank you. Um, what it was, uh, when Neves made that call, and he was like, hey, tell my mom that she's going to be so proud of me, and I'm doing all this for her, and it's going to be so great. And that was also a callback to Rogue One, where he was telling Jane Erso your father would be so proud of you because mm -hmm. he never got the chance to, you know, get that from his parents. He wanted to make sure that Jane got that. So it yeah. was, it was a really cool way to tie everything together. And the show just does so much for the fans. I love it. It does. If you're a fan of rogue one, you're loving this. And that's mm -hmm. me. I'm a huge fan of rogue one and I've been loving this. And there's a lot of people talking shit about this show and I can't believe it. Did you see that one yeah. viral clip where those two guys were talking about how they don't like Andor and like, they were like, you know what the star Wars needs a show like Andor, but with general grievous. I'm like, what? what? You don't like, you don't like <laughs> Andor, but you would love a show like about Andor grievous? about grievous. Like, well, a grievous is like, <laughs> He has a cool background. <laughs> okay, he he was like this alien commander, and then like he was like an alien, and then slowly he became this robotic person. So maybe that's what they want, but I wouldn't be interested in that at He's all. Like, two-dimensional. But it's so no, weird he... to say I want an Andor version of this show with another character. All you're saying is like I like Andor, but I don't like the fact that this guy is the lead, uh, was the lead of the show. Mm, sounds a little white to me. It sounds a little. Oh my god! Uh, like sounds a little. Mm, I don't know. I don't know. You maybe yeah, you don't like people no color on way. your show. They're doing it's... that for like clicks or likes or. 
just like starting up shit. Like, there's no way they're serious about that. It's 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 sad to me that like these kind of comments make you go viral. Cause like I'm gonna start saying bullshit like that, so our pod goes viral. <laughs> <laughs> What's the most obscene thing that I can say? What's the most asinine thing I can say? All right, you know what we right need now? in this show for Andor? We need more Skywalkers here. <laughs> you know what? This show really could use a lot more Skywalkers and maybe like Han Solo. Right, Maybe I, like I, a child that we need to save. That's missing. Mm, <laughs> yeah. Or a damsel in distress. Yes, a damsel in distress. I think that's what this show needs. You know what it needs? More white people also. For sure, more white people. Mm-hmm. Are we viral yet? <laughs> Did it work? Did it work, guys? <laughs> all right, all right. Thank you guys for joining the show. Maria, you're welcome back on the show anytime. Uh, we love that people who are fans of the show happen to just come on the show and be part of the family now. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and thank then, you so much. And we'll definitely have you back. Once there's more Star Wars content, we'll definitely call you back. And if there's any other shows you're watching, let us know, and we would love to have you. Sounds good. Thank you, guys. All right, and until next time, guys, salam, nerds. Peace.